It's me, Natasha. I'm back (laughs) with another podcast. And this time I have a friend of mine who's also a veteran entertainment journalist. I hope we all know what that even means because, you know, people these days, everybody's a doggone journalist. However, this is my friend and I can vouch for him and he's been doing this for way longer than I have and I've been doing this for 13 years um, and he is amazing and we've been friends for as long as I've had this website, by the way. So, please welcome my friend, Karu Daniels. Thank you, thank you, thank Woo. you. Y'all got to start incorporating <laughs> some applause. Oh, we're going to, how do you, we do that. <laughs> okay. How do you know we don't? We do that. I'm used to that. Not like live, but we do that in post. <laughs> okay, okay. We're professionals. Yes. Anyway, hilarious. Um, thanks for being here. And I wanted crew on today's show because, I mean, of course they're going to do hot topics because I got a lot of shit to talk about with these crazy people called celebrities. But also, crew is like my friend in movie. Like, he just loves movies as much as I do. He's very knowledgeable when it comes to you know, the actors, the behind the scenes, the actual production of films, Oscar stuff, all the movie award shows, all that stuff that's like kind of like the techie nerdy side of the movie land. He knows all that stuff, but we like to just talk shit about things still at the same time. Also TV shows because we have to get into someone that died. Oh, yeah. We have to get into it. I can't. I can't even. I haven't even watched the episode, by the way. I have not even watched the send-off episode because I can't. Okay, so we'll get to that. So. Well, they have some work to do. It didn't air. I thought it aired on Friday. No, that was his last episode. No, no, I watched that. They said they were doing a memorial episode. No, it hasn't aired yet. I purposely skipped that episode. No, it was just his last performance. You know they tape a month ahead. Yeah, but I thought that his last performance was two days before that. No, 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 no. Whenever no. him and Devon had that last hug. Yes. And it, that wasn't the last. That that was his <sighs> last. That's the last time he acted on the air. But oh. they're doing a memorial segment, which they should. He's been on the show since 1991. I thought. Okay, we'll talk about Chris Christopherson. Rest in no. peace. In a bit. Chris Christopherson? Oh, my God. What? What's his name? Christoph St. John. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, thinking what? about the Western oh, no. actor. <laughs> oh, I am my. so sorry. And the singer. No, I am so What's Chris Christopherson? He was in A Star is Born with Barbara Streisand, yeah, correct? Ignore me. The 1970s version of A, Barbara, um, of a Star is Born. You're so funny. Christoph St. John. Yes, Christoph St. John. The legend. Five. The legend. Absolute legend. Um... Yes, it's been a long week, guys. I'm just getting over the flu. Blame the flu, okay? Yes. Um. Okay. So we have to start off with, I don't even know if I feel like talking about this. I'm so tired of talking about Grammys, but we have to we have to address some things. Okay, yes. so Grammys went down last week. Y'all know I hate award shows with a passion. Mm. Hate them. My readers know that. Well, if you follow me on social media, you know I hate it. Do you hate working them or I you hate, hate watching them? I hate working them and watching them. Oh, I've okay. never been a fan of watching award shows. They're boring to me. It's a lot going on. I know the politics behind it. I've always kind of known the politics behind it, so it doesn't make it fun for me, you know? So I don't love it, and then working them makes it 20 times worse, to be honest. However, 
I am very happy for Cardi B. So that was kind of like the redeeming factor of watching the Grammys. So let's talk about the Grammys and the Grammy fallout that has happened with Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and some other folks. Yeah, it's been a lot of fallout it's been all a lot. around. It's been a lot. It was a it, the the Grammys this year were, were plagued with problems before From it even get. started. Yeah. yeah. But I, I did enjoy Alicia Keys. I, I got to give her I am a thumbs shocked because you know, you know, anytime Alicia is about to host or sing something, I'm tuning out. I'm not doing it because she gives me a headache. All really? that sing, all that screaming. I said if she talk about any girl that's on fire today, <laughs> I am turning the chantel. I cannot do it anymore. You know that's the only concert I walked out of? Really? Is Alicia Keys' concert. And what's crazy is I was like the first person out of all my friends that loved her. Like the first one back when she was on VH1 Soul at midnight and they was playing Fallen video. And nobody knew who this girl with braids was singing on this piano. And I was in love with her. I used to stay up just to watch that video come on VH1 Soul. I used to hit my friends up like, y'all, on a beeper. Turn on VH1 Soul to watch this Alicia Keys. Nobody liked her. Nobody knew who she was. Loved her first album. Still play it to this day. It's still my hands down favorite album. And the second album. And the second was good too. Yes. After that, I was done. But she done. I was. I did a double take because they was kind of like low key about her hosting. You really didn't know about it till like two weeks before when you saw right, the right, commercials. Right. right. And I said, "What the hell are they thinking?" And then I said, "Well, she's been in movies. She has fifteen Grammys. They right. wanted to switch it up after all that fallout from last year with right. Neil Port now, Ugh. who's the you know the the chieftain of the Grammys, seeing all that shit about women need to step it up. Right. Even after it was such a big outpouring of Kesha. Remember the whole thing Ugh. with her." and Janelle Monet. It was a big deal last Kesha. year. And he said that. I figured it was a good, you know, because how many times can we see LL Cool J with that damn yes. hat on? No, it was, I was shocked at actually how good she did. And yeah. she killed it with bringing Michelle Obama out as the surprise. You know, Lady Gaga. I know you were happy. What the hell was Lady Gaga on? I think Lady Gaga got to sell tickets to Vegas, so that's she why she's back in crazy mode. She was doing too much. And I think she knows that's what the folks, the little monsters want. Is that so, what they wanted? Absolutely. Because she wasn't acting Because she's herself. so Hollywood now with this Stars Born stuff, which we'll talk about later. But she but had she to was, get back into her, her she, crazy mess. Did you see how she couldn't even move? Her? She just looked like a very out-of-sync, awkward white girl. And that's actually not... The vibe I get from her, but she was just so like robotic and yes, girl. And I like when you said that, Michelle. Lady Gaga, what are you talking about? You better go over here with your monster. What are you talking about? This is a hybrid version of Gaga we're seeing, (laughs) but she still is, you know, retreating back to her her olden days because she has some tickets to sell in Vegas. Somebody said that her. Somebody said that her actions, her emotions didn't match up with her song, and mm-hmm. they didn't understand why she was doing all this. Yeah, Sh- Shallow's a beautiful song. Oh, that, be- that I song wish, is amazing. I wish it was done in a more better way, maybe at a yeah. piano or something, yeah. but she wanted to give the folks a show. And she does it at a piano at her at her show. So right. I'm like, girl, why are you up here acting like you about to twerk? <laughs> so Shallow, what is but, going on? You know, it's also, I think it's because she's going to do it on the Oscars. They didn't want to mirror that. Oh. And, you know, I was actually shocked that because usually with it. the awards, they it's a pecking order. Yes. So the Grammys, you know, of course the Oscars is the main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all on, you know, so I think they just relented and let her do shallow but she had to do mm-hmm. it in another way oh. i think by the time the oscars roll around we'll see it in a more 
streamlined way right. that's more malleable. These um, shows do put a lot of restrictions on where you can and can't show up 30 days before or after. Like, it's so much crazy. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that, and that's why I was trying to explain to people about the whole J-Lo thing. It's, <laughs> Please stop. It's a lot of politics Please involved. Stop. It's a lot. Tell me your views on J-Lo. Here's the thing. I actually, y'all know, I even said this on Facebook because this is where I vent. She is my second favorite entertainer, entertainer in the world, period. I love J-Lo. I'm still mad I didn't go to Vegas just to see her, even though she just announced her tour today. So, yay, I get to go. I love J-Lo. I have seen every J-Lo movie. I went to the movies just to see that stupid, what was the what was the latest one? Basically made Manhattan, but for, for a job, that's basically what it was. Oh, the one I with Leah Remini. That. Yeah, I missed it. I actually loved it because I love stupid little rom-coms, but she's just amazing to me. I love everything she does. I was on the fence when I heard she would be doing the Motown tribute. I was like, you know what? I love me some J-Lo. I'm not, I'm, not about to, I'm not about to shade this lady until I see her do it. Hunty, by second 10, I was done. Really? I was pissed off. I don't know what it was. It was something in me that just made me annoyed and mad. And I don't know if it's because I'm a black woman and we as black women often see ourselves being erased in a lot of ways. Mm. And when as soon as I saw that, I've seen that Motown musical twice. I have I know Motown. Most black people do. We were all raised in a house that played Motown all the time. All of our parents are Motown obsessed. I'm from the Midwest originally. We love Motown. It was something about seeing this Latina woman who is a very proud Latina woman putting a Latin spin on something that is so black and purposely black. There was reasons for it being intentionally black. And it felt like a slap in the face. When I know there are 2,000 black women out here that are not busy today, that could have joined in and done at least one song. Literally, J-Lo did more than Neo and more than Smokey Robinson through that whole entire Motown tribute. And that didn't make any sense to me. If you're going to do a Motown tribute and then also only have one black dancer, where is where's the tribute? What are we tributing? Motown is black, super black. So it hurt me to see no blackness being involved until Neo walked down and did like one song. It didn't make any sense to me. What are we tributing? And I know as for Motown, the reasons why it started and the reasons why we even needed a Motown records to begin with. So it was kind of like, damn, if we're going to tribute it, at least bring in the reason why it was here. That's all I'm asking for. And none of that was there. All I saw was J-Lo being Selena. All across this dog on stage. Sashane, twerking damn near to songs that should not be twerked to. Oh my God. And it just did not, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. I'm not saying, a lot of people don't think that she's a good singer or a good performer, period. I actually disagree with that. I'm not saying she's not. Is she Beyonce when it comes to vocals and performing? No, no one is. And I don't expect that. She's not Diana Raw. She's not the, she's who she is and I love for what she does. For this particular tribute, it felt like a slap in the face, second 10. And I couldn't, it was like this, this just, just this feeling that overtook me and just pissed me the hell off. Mm. Where's the black girl? Well, Fanny was there? Had a visceral reaction. A visceral. <laughs> well, that that's fair. And, you know, everybody in this world have a right to their opinions. Of course. But please understand the politics of it. You want J Lo You want J Lo to perform at the Grammys. She doesn't have an active project out. 
right? So you do get we, her. Do we want her to perform? At the of course you want. Well, you want J Lo to show up at the Grammy. She is the hottest thing out right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. You know, she's on television every week doing the dance show. Mm-hmm. She's doing Vegas residency. She's mm-hmm. on the cover of People magazine. She's the only singer actress who can open a movie wide, and it you know makes the top ten mm-hmm. of the box office. She's a L'Oreal spokesperson, mm-hmm. and black people like her, white people like her, and Latino people like her. So. Mm-hmm. She checks uh, so many boxes. So why did we have to use said box? Why do we have to use a black box for said box? Okay, now get back to that. You mm-hmm. said Motown with the black as label is not. Actually, stacks would be that. I'm, okay. And I know we're getting all granular and I'm yes. old school. But Motown is pop music. That was Barry Gordy's whole But why mantra. was it started? Oh, of course, because he wanted us, black representation, to be out in the world. And he was successfully doing that. But the whole idea of Motown, Barry Gordy wanted mainstream acceptability. And he got that with the Supremes. I mean, there was a time that the Supremes was the biggest thing since the Beatles. Mm -hmm. They beat them on the charts. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to erase that part of the history. Mm -hmm. But in order for the Supremes to do that... They had to be clean. They had to yep. be very mainstream. With they had to be very tight. They had to be. It wasn't ladylike no, as well, right? And it was very saccharine to to say the least. That's mm-hmm. why Diana Ross was made the lead woman because mm-hmm. she had more of a pop voice as opposed to Florence Ballard and Mary Wilson. Right. But with all that said, Motown became mainstream and it became universal music. And I'm not agreeing with. Their decision for J-Lo, but I do understand it because the Whitney is dead. Natalie Cole is dead. Who knows what the hell a Shaka Khan is doing? Of course, Beyonce's not going to do that. How many things can she do at the Grammys? It didn't have to be someone that was a back-in-the-day style singer. It didn't have to be a Shaka Khan-level singer. There's 10,000 black girls that sing right now. Yes, but are they available? Who Who says they weren't? I don't. I don't know many Name, of these black girls. Give me, give that, me just five people. You probably because the ones got I there. say you're going to say hell no. <laughs> no, just say it. I think Sierra actually could have done. No this. way. See what I mean? Why would you pick J Lo over a Sierra? Because of everything that I named about J Lo. Sierra cannot open a movie. Sierra's not on the What does it have charts. to do with doing a Motown tribute? Fantasia Sierra's can't open do, a movie Sierra's either. Sierra's not doing residencies. I'm saying. Fantasia isn't either. But Fantasia was there in that Aretha box. When you're programming a, ra- a television show, knowing in advance that you have an Aretha, a two-hour Aretha show mm-hmm. that's already in the can, that mm-hmm. all the black women are there for, you mm-hmm. know, from Patti LaBelle to, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Then you know that Motown's 60th anniversary is coming that you have to program right. too, which right. they just shot this week. Right. So it's like, what can we do for the Grammys? We can't have a Grammy award. So you ask a listen, Latina listen, singer? Listen, listen. We can't, I don't, I don't know if Jay, I don't see Jay Lo. I see her more as a, She's Latina. She's Latino, but I I see her more as a, a, she's as universal as Motown. She has made black music. She has dated black men. She has also um, now, also said the now N-word with Ja Rule. No, you was dancing oh. to her music when she was saying the N-word oh, with no. Ja Rule, right? I'm not, I don't have an Didn't issue you with give the... her a pass when she said, oh, I never I'm gave anybody real. a pass. Never gave, I don't give out oh. <laughs> However, now it's okay. Now it's okay to say, oh, well, she dated black men, so it's okay to step no, into the black absolutely. box. I'm, I'm not, I'm talking in a universal sense, but also I'm talking about it from a production standpoint. You're you telling me J-Lo's the show. only one I, I that could have done a Motown tribute? I, I wish Tony Braxton should have been considered. She could have been great for that, actually. She, she was on tour. Yeah. I don't. She was supposed to be in Brooklyn 
I saw on her website the mm-hmm. tour dates for the King's Theater on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, because I saw this- her in New Jersey the week before, and I said, because I'm trying to get a hold of her, but anyway, long story short, I thought Toni Braxton, I heard through the grapevine that she was going to be at the Grammys, and I said, well, she's nominated for three awards, but she has this tour date. Right. But when I saw her in the audience, I was like, while she's in the audience, she has like six Grammys, total waste. They didn't even let her present. So I do think, to your point, there is a lot of racist um, practices there at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. I do absolutely, without the shadow of doubt. Ken Ehrlich, who is the the talent and the music producer and the director mm-hmm. of the show, he has to go. He has mm-hmm. to go. And thankfully, Neil Port now is gone after July. And hopefully mm-hmm. they'll be ushered in a new generation of people who are more inclusive. So you're saying, but the- you're right about it because if they wanted this whole, you know, oh, we're going with a universal theme, and we, we they right. should have had more than white women do the um, Dolly Parton tribute. If that's the case, and if right. and it- I don't ever see at the Latin Grammys and country Beyonce, women and Beyonce that. being asked to do a Selena tribute. I ain't never seen that. I don't really like this inclusive argument because inclusive argument always only occurs when it comes to black people and our culture. N- now we got to be inclusive. People, the grant, not the Grammys, the Country Music Association damn near rioted, looted, and lost all their shit when Beyonce hit that stage to do a country song with one of their biggest, and I say biggest country artists because even though they were blackballed at one point, they're still one of the top selling country groups. Dixie Chicks, who I have always loved. Yes. People lost their shit. And she did a country song. First of all, black people are also very, very into country music. Oh, yes. Was also Charlie Pride some of the, was a ground. Right, and some of the like, some of a lot of what what we see right now when it comes to country was started by black people. Absolutely. Too. So I had no issue with nobody should have had an issue with Beyonce singing there, but they did, and they actually pulled all of her performances from online because of that. That's horrible. She spent her time, her money, her effort to go in there and do a doggone remix that she released on iTunes with Dixie Chicks. And then also performed it for them, got all them ratings because they were promoting the hell out of Beyonce maybe being there, but we all knew she would. And then they yank everything whenever some a couple of people got something to say. Right. That pisses me off because nobody said, well, what about the inclusivity? Well, what's wrong with Beyonce doing this? Nobody did that. Nobody defended that. But here comes J-Lo and, and here comes Smokey Robinson defending the hell out of her. Here comes all her little white judges at um on who what is it you think I you think could, you could dance you think you could dance defending her which by the way I really if you're white I really don't care about your opinion about this particular thing to be perfectly honest this is <laughs> not your lane or your place I don't understand why there's such a double standard there and I knew that this was going to happen and I think that that's what pissed me off as soon as I saw it I was like oh nope this is a double standard because they would never let no black girl go to the Country Music Association Awards, go to the Latin Grammys. And lead a tribute. They would never let that happen. But what's the problem there? I, I don't know what the problem is. White, they have a problem. White people run the show. But that's what I'm and trying I to say. And I had to explain that to someone. I said, this is not the BET Awards. And so that's fine. You, you're not going to have that. But even but BET. But I don't have to be okay with it, But though. even BET is inclusive by the with the John B's and the Tori Kellys and people like that. You but know? they're singing. I don't know about Tori Kelly. But John <laughs> B has always been an R&B artist. And he doesn't try to co-opt. There's a difference. You mm-hmm. know, being actually a part of and being a student of and being respectful of versus co-opting. Because I, I, I was talking to someone and I said, do, do you guys have a problem with the fact that is J-Lo or 
that it's not, is it a black and white thing or is it a J-Lo thing? And I do believe that it mostly it was a black thing because they felt, I said, well, think about it. Who, could Janet have done it? Would you have been happy if Janet Jackson done a Motown tribute? I would have been fine Hell no. Because then y'all would have said, said, Janet can't sing. What the hell is she doing? And what the hell? You know, y'all would have had a, a big old thing about that. But J-Lo can't. J-Lo and Janet are about what and what when it comes to singing. So that really isn't, <laughs> like, to me, it was, you know, me being a black girl with a black business and starting my business because it was something that was needed for black people. Mm-hmm. I understand and I relate to the sh- to the beginnings and the struggles that Motown went through. A feeling like, that's avoid, something, absolutely. Yeah, of course a feeling avoid, And that's just something I've always looked up to as well. That's why I went to go see that Broadway production twice because I wanted to make sure I got every little aspect of why this happened. It just felt like a slap in the damn face when it already feels like everywhere else in media, us black women are being erased for, I don't want to say that biracial people aren't black. That's not what I'm saying. But there is, we're not exactly the same. So if we were exactly the same, they wouldn't be trying to always cast an ambiguous uh, ambiguous black girl. Yes. So obviously Probably there's a difference there. They ain't even poly usually. It's literally just a black and white person. Like, it's not even, it's a biracial person nine times out of ten. So usually they pick that person for, you know, any acting jobs there are out there over just a regular African-American girl or just a brown-skinned girl with 4C hair. It's very rare that you see that. So it's like, damn, the one time, the one time I would have thought it would have been a no-brainer. To pick that just regular old black girl over there to do a doggone show on, to tribute Motown on the Grammy stage, which say, you know, you can hate the Grammys all day, but it's proven that your sales skyrocket after you step on any stage like that. Mm-hmm. Why are we robbing a black woman of that opportunity? It just felt like, damn, did y'all go out of your way to, to rob this black girl of an opportunity? I, 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 I absolutely, I have mixed reactions and I can side with you, but I, I do understand it from a production standpoint and a rating standpoint. You know, we're talking about CBS, which you know the demographic for that because you watch The Young and the Restless <laughs> and you see their primetime programming and they are not necessarily catering to a black or but urban have to or be, a younger audience. But does it have to be about catering to? Sometimes it's it's bigger than just a catering to. A lot, I don't want to say a lot, but there were a few people that performed that most people have never heard of too. Absolutely. This, it's not, it doesn't always have to be. We're when it only, comes to us. Yeah, it's only going to be the person that's the biggest star in the world. And if it, that happens to not be a black girl, then oh well. Why is that always the case with us? We don't run the show. And when we do run the show, as we'll be talking about with the Nicki Minaj thing, we tend to negate one another. <laughs> and, you know, you know. Well, Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> but so that's also, the Grammys. So right. I enjoyed the show. I thought J Lo was light and lively. I could see that show in Vegas. I, I, yeah. I think I Neo, wanted to see that show in Vegas, yeah. not at the Motown tribute. I think Neo um, was a redeeming factor because he's like the only chart topper who's young, who's actually still on the label. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, Migos is on the label. Technically, they're in Motown, yes. But mm-hmm. that's another talk show topic. And, um, you know, Alicia Keys, you know, I think she did a she good job. I hope she does it again. When she started going into those, when she was doing the cover songs, I actually liked the cover songs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. Everybody else seemed to not like that. But when she started singing New York, honey, I was done. Like, girl, don't do it. Don't, you, you about to lose me. Don't do it. Stop singing. But she actually did a pretty good job. I was very upset about her head wrap. She looked like she was about to go to the grocery store. I understand. Yeah, that confused me. It's how she came out with that. But maybe it. she's trying to be a Bohemian Rhapsody. 
you know, maybe she's tying into that. She looked amazing on the red carpet. She had on a red jumpsuit, um, a cute um, Afro ponytail. I mean, beautiful. You don't have to wear a face full of makeup, even though, by the way, she did have on a face full of makeup. Stop. Don't get it twisted. This whole makeup free <laughs> thing is not real, y'all. She had on a face full of makeup. It was just natural na- looking. Natural looking, but it was a fake. She they did a breakdown on like some beauty site that she had on four hundred fifty dollars worth of makeup. Oh, like Lord. it was a lot of makeup. Jesus so, Christ! I don't that she irritates me with the whole. I'm about to be on this this power trip about you know women need to be naturally beautiful. Girl, you got all the powder, all the all the foundation, <laughs> all the mascara, all the lashes, all the highlight, all mm-hmm. the bronzer. All the concealer. All the concealer. But you about to get a damn cover girl contract out of this and you don't even wear, you quote unquote don't wear makeup. Stop it. Yeah. I don't like that. And I, I did love Belinda Carlisle, who I've never listened to before. Um, Janelle Monet, she did she a great was show. Probably one of the best. I was. She didn't win anything. Like this well, is like the, the second time she's been up for I'm it. I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> Why not? Why would they give Janelle Monet that? Um, because she's an emblem, not, she shouldn't have, probably she, not album of the it. year, but she is probably the only young out, artist out there who hasn't won a Grammy. She 100% deserves it. I <laughs> never thought her, the, the things that she's talking about in her songs and her, I don't give a fuck attitude. I don't see them. I don't, I don't think so. It's never going to, I don't want to say never. I don't, I'm not surprised that it hasn't happened for her mm-hmm. at all. And I was very happy to see Ella May win. Even though that was off camera, I actually was kind of surprised that she won. Yeah, because she beat Tony Braxton and other people. I was actually really surprised. Yeah, by that, that. kind of came in, but she's British, and you know they love, oh, they the, love Brits. the Brits. They love and a Brit, they, but she's probably the first Black British artist. We got to research that. No, we got Corinne. What's her name? Corinne Bailey Corinne Ray. Bailey Ray. Yeah, um, it's been a few people. Well, whatever. Um, okay, so I was very upset. Not upset. I really loved Cardi's performance. Yes. Um. I actually, what I said about Cardi from day one is, and I think we were talking about this when she did Coachella, and you didn't understand why she spent like a hundred something thousand dollars on her Coachella set. And I told you then, I said this was a very smart move on her behalf. One, I've been watching Coachella for years. I watch it on TV for years. Um. I know with Coachella that they get paid to be there. Usually they pocket the money. It's cool. Pocket pocket your money, get your stage time, do one of the biggest festivals on earth. Great. I love the fact that she took that money, reinvested it in her performance because no, when I say no one else besides Beyonce has done that, Coachella sets are notoriously a person in in a damn mic. They don't put in effort into sets. They don't they don't do all the hoopla. It's Coachella. It's a festival. It's whatever. Cardi knows that she has quote unquote fifteen minutes, which. I I don't I never thought it was just going to be 15 minutes but she thinks that she's going to do whatever the hell she got to do to stay longer and to make the most out of that. She's flat out said that. Okay, y'all say I only got 15 minutes, then hell, of course I'm going to go out here and try to extend it. Of course I'm going to work my ass off. Of course I'm going to do this. She's smart for doing that. She reinvested in her set so that y'all can pay attention and that she can get you all's attention so that someone else, another festival or another award show or whoever can come and be like, damn, that set was amazing. When else is she going to have the opportunity on a stage like that to put on a show, not just get up there and walk back and forth like some rappers do, well, literally I- walk back and forth. She did more than that. And that's why she's getting people's attention. I think she has a amazing team at Atlantic Records. They are they have a strategic marketing department that, you know, they handle all the 360 deals, handle mm. the Coachellas and the this and the that. 
and they have done an extremely amazing job. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, she's the prototype of how you can win. I mean, yep. she literally was, you know, trash for the most part. I never thought she was trash. Well, I mean, not artistically. She was on a trashy a, show. No, I mean like a trashy lifestyle. You know, she I was a stripper. She, a she was a reality. She's like the biggest come up, glow up there's ever been. But this is the time we live in when Stormy mm-hmm. Daniels can be a best-selling author, where Kim Kardashian could be the, the Liz Taylor of the time. Right. And now we have Cardi B. So it just speaks volumes to where we are in the world, you know. And I think she has done an extremely amazing job, Mm -hmm. you know. And and, always constantly improving. And the album, she delivered the album. I don't know what the problem People were so mad at her winning. And I'm like, (laughs) y'all do not say nothing about these mumble-ass rappers getting every award on earth. Nothing. The best rap album that has a checkered history. Do you know who the first group, the first actor was who won that award? 1996. Naughty by Nature. And y'all mad at Cardi B. <laughs> but since then, Eminem has won it a few times. And he's still um, mad course, that he hadn't won more. Jay-Z, Macklemore. So if they could give it to Macklemore, so... which people had issues with that, Cardi B can get it. But Missy Elliott was nominated for it like four times. Yes, but she does have a Grammy or two Right. Or she has a few of them. Yeah. Um, she, but she's never won that award. It's the, right. supposed to be the most prestigious one. But Iggy Azalea oh. was nominated did, how did for you, it. What did you say her name was? Iggy Azalea. Is that how Azalea? you say it? Azalea. Like Azalea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was, I've been calling her Iggy Azalea. You're putting a lot of spin on there. <laughs> For years. You're putting a lot. Now, that's somebody I would side-eye if they had to win. Um, right. If, they, if she if she would have been nominated or won, I would have 100% side-eyed. No, but it just shows the trajectory of where it started when oh, yeah. Old Dirty mm-hmm. Bastard in them was being nominated mm-hmm. in 1996 to now. Mm-hmm. Who was Cardi competing with? Nipsey Hussle. Who had, a lot of people say, has the best rap album I of the year. I didn't even know he had an album. <laughs> and I saw him at the Rock Nation brunch, and I was like, why is he here? Well, like, and then when I saw him in the audience, I was like, who gave him a ticket? And then later we find out he actually was nominated. Yeah, and he's part of, he's not on Rock Nation, quote unquote, but he's very much in that squad. He's independent. He got to where he is by being independent. I will always respect that. Because um, the only time I hear about him is when he's fighting and didn't Snoop make that song about him, <laughs> Smile Bitch, or something like that. I don't know if it was about Nipsey. Why you always... You talking about um, with Homeboy? Living My com- Best Life. Oh, that's the comedian. That's his song. Yeah, but wasn't... Low Duvall they, song. They made a reference to Nipsey Hussle fighting or something? Maybe. I don't, he don't think he had no beef with no Nipsey Hussle. Okay. No, um, I mean, I think he told him, like, you got a lot to be smiling for. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Well, yes. And I'm very proud of Cardi, and I'm proud of the... I like when people put in effort. I love effort. And I love when people actually put in work and work their ass off and not take things for granted and say, well, hey, they're going to like me anyway, so I'm just going to come up here and put in maybe half-ass and make it seem... Yeah, it seems like I'm working hard because I'm tired. No, this girl shut down. She didn't go to anything pre-Grammy. I was kind of shocked about that. She went to nothing pre-Grammy. She was practicing, rehearsing. Um, I just watched her little documentary on Vogue where she was, you know, doing all her um, fittings and showing the reasons why she chose the designer she chose. Um, she was. I like the fact she salutes black designers and she salutes black makeup people. She wore all Pat McGrath throughout all of her performances throughout the whole night. That's big. I like that. She's very intentional in what she does. It's not just, oh, this is Gucci. Oh, this is Versace. Oh, this is this. Throw it on me. Like 99% of rappers. Everything she does is very 
specific mm. and it's and it's it, there's a reason for it and that's why I never thought she was a trashy person I think that yes the show she was on was trashy even her being a stripper was intentional because she had to and she even said that she talks about that she would never praise it and glow like oh yes this is the, like a lot of strippers do oh yeah this the shit I'm mm. this I'm that it, that was never that was never her thing well uh, when I say trashy I mean in the in a, it's an unsavory way to go yeah yeah I mean you it's know. not the typical traditional Correct. You know, safe thing to do. But, and she even talks about that about sex workers and about the treatment of that and the double standards of that. Those are things I don't ever hear um, women in her position talk about. And I appreciate that she talks about because it, it affects all women. I don't care if you're a sex worker or not. The things she's talking about affects all women and it affects how we're all viewed as women in this society. So I like the fact that she incorporates women and blackness and um, we can debate all day about whether she black or not. She but J-Lo's not black. black. <laughs> you want to say never, Cardi if, B's not no, no, no. black? I have never in my life heard J-Lo call herself a black woman. Cardi B has constantly called herself a black woman, constantly uplifts black women, specifically uplifts blackness, period. She is a, if she says she's a black woman, she's a damn black woman. Yes, like Caitlyn Jenner said, he's a woman. He's a woman. If uh, you, I, I know, I love how we're in this world now where everybody could cherry pick. It's not about cherry picking. <laughs> his, if we want to get into historics, every Latina person is a black person. Oh yes, I but, believe that, I and believe that's that. why I don't. There's a thing about again co-opting versus inclusiveness. There's a difference, mm-hmm. and I think what what Cardi is doing is one thing. I think with J Lo being like, I'm a black woman, this and that. If you ain't never said that. If you ain't never done anything like that, then don't start. Don't try to use that as an excuse to do what you do and get away with saying the N word. La da da da. It's a little bit different. Cardi has never shied away from saying she's a damn black woman. Mm. I mean, she's you know, the Latinas have different skin colors. They have different mm-hmm. cultures. They come from different backgrounds. Some people say there's white Latinas and black Latinas. Look you at know her sister Hennessy, who I think is beautiful. She's beautiful. I mean, it's just it's different cultures and different lifestyles. Yes, they're both from the Bronx. Yes, they both you know are Latina. Yes, they both speak Spanish fluently. But I do think they still have two different upbringings and two different ways Outlook. that they view themselves. Right. Um, and that's okay. So I want to applaud Cardi <laughs> for putting in all that damn work and because it showed she improved in her performance. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of people have been performing for five, six, ten years and still doing the same damn performance, and I don't understand it. Yeah. So fast forward to the day after the Grammys. Cardi done won her Grammy child. She was nominated for five, won one. The one complaint I have with her is I do think she focuses on the wrong things a lot of the times. I understand why she does that. One, she's very young. She got into this when she was 21. I get it. I also feel like some people get mad at me for talking shit back to commenters and saying things like that. I I only speak back when you're factually incorrect and you can defame my character and mm. defame my business. Then I'm going to say something. But if it's your opinion about whether or not I'm good at what I do or whether or not I'm funny or whether or not you like this or whether or not it's good, I ain't going to say you say whatever you're going to say. Cardi gets very mad about people's opinions. Right. And I'm like, girl, it's only going to get worse. You expected to win a Grammy, a whole Grammy, and the entire world embrace you? Right. Is that what you? I really want to know if that's what she expected. So the girl went off and deleted her whole entire Instagram account because people were talking shit about her winning a Grammy. And yes, she went off to explain to y'all how hard she worked <laughs> and about why she deserved it, and she does. I don't understand why it was to the point where she felt like she was that mad that now she's had her day ruined. 
something that was so beautiful, you know, a whole, two, she put in two weeks of nonstop work on just the Grammys. But what did you say about five minutes ago her, about her being intentional? This could be intentional. I do she's think she will been be like back this, to Instagram. Oh, of course. She's, and of she's course, never, she's left she before. Does she have another show coming on? So. I don't know about another show, but she's left Instagram before. This Again, this is not the first time she's been like, everything y'all are seeing her do, she has done since the day she, before she even stepped foot on a Love & Hip Hop set. Mm. She's been doing this is why Love and Hip Hop got her on there. She has always been this way since before TV. This is who she is. I just wish that after five years or so, we would elevate a little bit from not being concerned about people that don't even make a fraction of what you make. So they will never understand the mentality of what you're doing. Some people never elevate out of that mindset. And that's I, it's sometimes if, it's so deeply ingrained mm-hmm, in the folks. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it is what it is. And a lot of times, your only downfall is yourself. And that's what scares me with her. I actually think she can be amazing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. If she ever fails or falls or if anything ever happens, I honestly think it would be because of something internal. Mm. I don't think it would be because she's not good enough. She is good enough. Hell, if y'all letting these mumble rappers out here do the absolute most, she can do the absolute most. Yes. You know? So, I don't know. It, it's frustrating to watch, but I have to remember she's young, and that's also her personality. She said that. She said she's not Beyonce. She's not your pop idol. You know, she's not the sophisticated, polished girl. I, and that's what I kind of love about her, too. I get it. It just frustrates me to see sometimes. I feel like she puts, she makes herself more mad than she needs to be. Well, let me have a hundred something million dollars. Let me be paying. Let me be paying what she paying in taxes. I pay enough in taxes and I still don't give a fuck what somebody got to say about me. If I'm paying what she's paying, you couldn't tell me Nathan at all. I don't know, child. But if she wasn't getting mad at the folks and going on these tangents, would she still be relevant in today's world? Yeah, because she goes off on tangents on things that matter Mm -hmm. for sure. She went off on tangents about politics yes. and about, you know, again, sex workers and um, feminism and, and equality. And, uh, yeah, she's always done that. Yeah, she'll, she'll be back on social oh, media. Oh, she, 100% <laughs> she will. She just, apparently she's got her lip pierced and now we know about it, so she might already be back as of now. Let me see. Um, so, after she deleted, before she deleted her account, there was also other drama with BET and Nicki Minaj. As we all know, Nicki Minaj has been nominated... Uh, only for two? No, for that um, award. Oh, she's been nominated twice for that award, but she's been nominated plenty of yes, times. Maybe and 10. has never won at a Grammy. I don't think, I don't recall um, Nikki ever being like, you know, going off like Eminem has about the Grammys per se. I don't, I, I do think every artist cares to some extent. I don't know if she's like just over, you know, the top about caring, but I do think that if you've been in Nicki Minaj's position, been in this game for 10 years, yeah, you might feel some kind of way that you haven't gotten a Grammy yet and somebody came in and won one after two years. Yeah, you well, might look feel at some Lettucey, kind of way. She's been nominated 12 times over the last 10 years and she hasn't won any. Uh, but then people are literally people. coming off the street and winning them. So Absolutely. you don't trip. Well, there's been a lot of rappers that are, Tupac never won nothing, Biggie never won whatnot. I mean, like yeah. she, this, she's not the first one. I think that even if she doesn't say it, I'm sure she's a little upset about it. So when BET decided to write an article about Cardi winning. They attack, and when I say they, I believe this was the actual social media person, whether it's an intern or an employee. The person that, this was not a random person, like BT tried to say in the, in the statement. They attached the article, and when you write an article on Twitter, when you share an article on Twitter, you write, you know, a caption with it. The caption was, 
folks are dragging Nikki. Oh, what was it? Uh, people dragging Cardi or dragging Nikki um, by, by her, her lace front. front, which was not fair. It, and it wasn't was not fair. right because one. Nicki Minaj had nothing to do with that. She wasn't even nominated. Right. It shouldn't have even been in a, a part of a conversation. And two, you as a quote-unquote black-founded network mm-hmm. who has built this woman up so many years. She's won all these awards. Right. Isn't she the most person that's won the most BET yeah. awards or something? Yeah. And then you literally do this to her. I I totally understood what she was saying. I did, I I thought I got in late because I think I sent it to Jamisha. I was like, "What the hell is Nicki Minaj talking about? She's going on a tour. I don't care." <laughs> and then yeah. I saw, and then I was like, "Wow, I don't believe BET would do that." Because I'm actually kind of shocked they did that. You lift them up so much, and this woman has worked for you, and you. Right. She's been a part of your brand, and right. that's the other part of the conversation is you cannot serve two masters. You know, you cannot right. serve. You got to leave that to blog. No, but if and, you 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 we're in a media landscape where social media and the blogosphere is dominant for you know various justifiable mm-hmm, reasons. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be heard. People want to be heard. Mm-hmm. It's just a different time. But as a traditional media avenue, you have to toe the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to toe the line. Have some dignity. Have some respect. Have right. some integrity. And what yeah. they what that sentence said. To me, is like, wow, it's literally anything goes. First of all, they're perpetuating this competitional rivalry. Of I have hatred. no problem with the competition and rivalry. No. Well, I, 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 if, if you were running at a, a Viacom owned operation, you should. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I would never do that if and, I was in their position. And they rely they so much on right. the relationships they have with the labels right. and all these other people. Right. And it, it's kind of like a trickle down process. It's like not only is Nicki Minaj the quote unquote self appointed queen of hip hop, or she was for a couple of years, so but she um she's associated with Drake. She's associated with Lil Wayne. She's associated the whole young with money. all these people, and it's like you slap her in the face because you think that she's down. And I'm not all about kicking anybody when they're down. Right, right, right. You know, you know how I feel. Well, it goes back to even Bill Cosby, but oof. that's another talk show topic. <laughs> that's another talk show topic, but. It was definitely bad judgment, but it, it yes. shows us that there's something, you know, I think there's more, it's something ingrained in who's ever running that operation right. that they just don't, they just have a very Part unscrupulous attitude towards her? their artist. Part of it is, um, BET put out a statement afterwards after the woman, it was a girl who wrote it. Um, oh, really? Again, I don't know if it was an intern or not, um, but people found her and then started dragging her, you know, posting her picture everywhere. What I think it really was, I don't think BET even knew this was going on. I think that a lot of companies, Fortune 500 companies, networks, a lot of people think that social media is its own thing over there in the corner. They don't think about how to incorporate it into their everyday um culture of their business and they think that it's just some little pesky thing over there and they can hire whoever to do whatever and just get us whatever followers we need whatever over there they don't put in the time and the effort and to make sure that it's protected just like their nor just like their whole entire brand that is an extension of your brand and most companies for some reason don't treat it as such i honestly don't think that they they probably never did training for what they do and don't accept, you know, on their social media. And they probably just like, hey, she's funny. Go ahead and do it without right. any kind of boundaries or talks or anything. Honestly, we're a gossip site and I would have never run that. Would I have talked about other people 
quote unquote dragging Nikki. I even go back and forth with that. It depends on what it is. Yes, mm. sometimes we do talk about that when people get dragged. Yes, so and so is getting dragged for saying this. For this particular thing, I knew to ignore because I knew it was going to happen. Mm. So I was like, well, what? It doesn't help any. Like, it's just not fun to even say. Like, it, the bigger picture, it, it shouldn't have been said. The bigger picture. If us bloggers aren't even feeding into that, why are you as BET feeding into it? Because they they want to compete in that space. They everybody want to be into this clap back. Everybody some type of now everybody's saying they're comedians. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know because they see the little Duvals and the yeah. Amanda Divas and everybody else is coming up. So they who have strong social media followings. Right. I'm not taking anything away from their talent, but they see that. So they they say, oh, this is the culture. We could do it, and you don't realize that there are literally jobs and livelihoods. On on the line here. So the fact that she took that stance, I don't blame her. It's kind of like if, like what happened with Wendy Williams on WBLS in New York. A lot oh, of the artists yeah. stayed away from there and wouldn't do anything that the, na- the station needed because Wendy was talking shit about them or dragging them. It wasn't called right, dragging right. back then. Right. But <laughs> So Nikki, just FYI, of course, as we all know by now, Nikki posted right after the chick from BET got dragged. Um, she posted a tweet saying that Young Money, she and no mo- Young Money would not be any parts involved in any parts of the BET experience, which BET and had the been BET Awards, right? And the BET Awards, which BET have been promoting for the last couple weeks now, with both Cardi and Nicki involved, um, and some other artists as well. I do not fault Nicki. You, I don't. I'm not the biggest. I'm not just you know part of the barbs. I'm not at all. <laughs> I have no. I have no issue with what Nicki did. But again, two people can be right. You know, if you feel like as a media entity, you can say whatever the hell you want to say. You have to understand that repercussions are repercussions. Absolutely. And she had every right to pull out as well. Absolutely. I have no problem with her doing what she did. People are, it's not even about a tough skin thing. Sometimes, especially as a woman in this business, sometimes you got to do stuff off principle. No, but where's the solidarity in that? It's like you give me 10 awards for the last year. Nobody owes you anything. No, but we're, I'm working with you and you're working with me. We have a relationship. Well, that's. Just because somebody else is winning an award, you got to put me into that? I don't understand why BET did that. Now, I wouldn't, I understand why bloggers may do it. I understand why gossip or inner, even E, I would see, that even if right or wrong, I could see even E doing that and it making a little bit more sense. What I do know is this is far from the first time, far from the first time that Nikki or any black artist has been talked shit about by, especially by mainstream media. And I still see them running their asses right back to mainstream media. So that was one of the issues I had with what Nikki did. I was like, mm. but she didn't ask for it. she. That's what I'm saying. She wasn't even a part of the conversation. This, this is not the first time that she hasn't been part of the conversation and the mainstream media has draw, dragged her in. It's not the first time. Mm-hmm. Mainstream does this all the time. They shade black artists all the time. And mm-hmm. yet black artists still run and give them exclusives, still run and do their magazine covers, their interviews, their award shows. And then leave black media in the dust. They have done this. multiple. I've talked about this for 13 goddamn years. <laughs> this is not the first time. So that was one of the first things that popped into my head was like, uh, Nikki, this is far from the first time that any media entity on BET's level even has said something about you. So, mm, however, I have no, f- you are 100% right in pulling out because that's a boss bitch move. And I think that's right. I don't care how it's going to hurt you know, quote unquote, hurt you or young money. It's really not like you set your own standard. Like that's one of the things I was taught very early in this business. Sometimes you have to just put your foot down to set a standard for tomorrow. It's not always just about that particular 
event. You know, like, yeah, she not she's not going to be in the BET Experience stage. She's been on it multiple times. It's okay. And now she's showing y'all, now I bet you W Magazine won't do that. I bet you Vogue won't do that. I bet you E, I bet you e probably wouldn't do that because she wouldn't show up to their red carpet, you know, their style collective or whatever to do a red carpet interview. So she's setting the example for future people, and that I respect. I think that's a very smart move. So... No Nicki Minaj at BET Experience. Cardi, I assume, will still be there, but now she's off social media, so we don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But Cardi did also say she does not like people putting down other artists in order to lift her up. That's not what she's about. And she's right. She's never been... She's never done that. Has she responded to people? Yes. But she's never been the one to just start popping off on people. So I appreciate that on both ends. Well, speaking of the black folks, they are black people, you know, doing this, so... (laughs) That's what probably is more hurtful yeah. than anything. That's okay. what I meant about solidarity. Oh, I again, I don't think BT should have done this. Mm-hmm. I get why they did it. I get why someone else may do it. They shouldn't have. It wasn't a smart move. It was mm-hmm. pointless. Um, okay, so moving on. <laughs> I know that we're like running over time. We're going to get to this. You know, Friend I hate your two-hour long podcast. Friend over there. You, know, you don't hate me yet, do you? No. Yes. He's a good friend. I mean, as of today, because we just met today. <laughs> okay, so Rock Nation Brunch, and this this just this this flows with the Grammys because this is right before the Grammys. So Rock Nation every year for the last eight years is how the Rock Nation is the biggest, it's like the hardest ticket in town to get pre-Grammy. Everybody and their grandma was there. Not really. Cardi wasn't there, and I was actually shocked by that. Um but usually everybody and their grandma is there. Beyonce always shows up five hours late, walks in, floats in, like, and what? God, I love it. She looked amazing. Um, Jay, of course, hosts this because he's the founder of Rock Nation. What I found interesting about this Rock Nation brunch is I love when black men all get, especially powerful black men, I love it. When they all get together, they all happy. There was a lot of powerful black men in the room. Mm-hmm. What I knew was going to happen is people was going to be in their feelings. Because who I noticed wasn't there, Kanye West, Dame Dash, who's never going to be there, but it never has been there. Um, but certain people, I was like, oh, they look real happy. They real, they kicking loud at this Rock Nation brunch. All in the camera. Got multiple photographers and videographers. Be over here looking good. Normani up in there. <laughs> Nipsey hustled on, walked and sashayed up in there with Lauren London. Everybody looked great. It's real fabulous. They done shit. By the way, I heard it was B&J's house. I haven't been able to confirm, but they had everyone show up to one location and then had them bus shuttled to another place. And you know, you saw I saw B pull up in a car, and I think she was just trying to throw people off if it was their house. But anyway, beautiful place um, at the top of uh, the mountainous hill in Beverly Hills. Gorgeous setting. Terrence J, um, Steve Stout as usual, all the people. What I noticed, again, is I was like, people are going to be pissing in their feelings. Lo and behold, a day later, here comes Dame Dash. We've all known that he has had issues with Jay, with, how you pronounce it? Lior Leo, Cohen. Lior. <laughs> Lior Cohen. The, Lior. the, the, le- the legendary Lior Cohen. <laughs> Dame has had all the issues. Calling him a culture vulture. and Well. He ain't, he's not necessarily wrong um he's has a right to his opinion his opinion mm. makes sense but Do it, it. Oh, oh, hold on hold on but it is but it is what it is 
And he stood by that for several years. They had it out on Breakfast Club. Lior was on Breakfast Club, and then Dame Dash was on there. They were going back and forth about what a culture vulture is, and Lior's trying to say he's not. He's just out here doing business and helping other people make money. Dame was like, you're full of shit because you fucked me over. You fucked over Jay. Like, you fucked everybody over. Yet you're still cool with Jay, and that's part of the main reason why Dame and Jay are not cool now. So now Dame is in his feelings, child. And he apologizing to everybody. So here's one of the videos. By the way, he's sitting there like, I don't know if this is a different country. It's like <laughs> one of them Al-Qaeda videos where they're trying to hold somebody hostage. I don't understand why it looks like this. But he's sitting down with like 10 people surrounding him in the black shadows while he's speaking. Well, maybe so- that was Jay-Z's henchman. <laughs> Put him up to the, put him up to apologizing. Okay, so here's the first video. That's what I do. So with that said, just pattern wise, what you think I'm gonna do with a network? Y'all don't want it with me. I've been letting y'all breathe. I'm chilling. I'm minding my business. I have no beef with anybody. Pause. I'm looking past it. So Jay Z, if I've offended you, I apologize. Leo Cohen, if I offended you, I apologize. Steve Stout, if I've offended you, I apologize. Just because you don't have the same morals and principles, it's cool. I'm not angry no more. I did what I had to do. I was a little aggravated about Aaliyah, so y'all just caught the brunt end of it. It was therapy. How? 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 You were aggravated about Aaliyah? How many years? Aaliyah has been dead since 2001. I I don't understand that. I'm very confused. Is it because of the surviving R. Kelly thing? I think that's what made her back. What that got to do with Jay Z? <laughs> well, they both dated her. You no, do know, I know that. that, but I'm saying the surviving R. Kelly thing just happened like two months ago. He's been doing this for years. Like this, if he's blaming, I don't understand where, what Aaliyah has to do with. Maybe seeing Aaliyah on the R. Kelly thing and realizing that they were also older guys who actually had relations. But with he's her. been going. In. He's trying to say sorry now. Are you asking? No, he's saying Aaliyah had me fucked up. That's what he was saying. Meaning, I thought he was trying to say the reason why I've been beefing with you for years is because Aaliyah had me fucked up. No, I think he's saying that because he saw that there was some reckoning and now he oh. was apologizing. Who knows? If he would have just stopped being in the shadows while he's talking and speak up, we would know more. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, well there's no such thing. If you, if, if you ever use the if in any type of context related to an apology, it's not, it's not an, an apology. apology. Okay, if you so have here's... to say, if I offended you, no, do not say, if I offended you, say you're sorry because I offended you. Right. Or the fact that I did offend you, not if I offended you. Just keep you. your apology if it's an if. Right. Okay, here's the second part, which is also crazy. You know, I, I called Jim Jones today and I was like I miss him I don't know y'all don't know it, but I miss him as a brother I love his family I don't want I want I want him to be happy and Jay you know the friendship we had was cool man I just miss it but whatever he doing he doing but I'm cool with it bro I'm sorry man I, I wasn't myself for a second Ali had me fucked up and Biggs I'm sorry bro if I offended you Whatever you're doing, I'm with it. I love you, man. And I know you're mad at me, but whatever. I'm sorry. I can admit it. You know, when I make some money, I'll send you something. It's because you're my brother. I love your family. Um, I don't think they need your money. Isn't Jay-Z like the richest rapper 
in the world now. Him and B are basically billionaires at this point. A like, billionaire couple at this point. So, yeah. Give me a break. I don't... I, I honestly think he, I don't know if he was on something. I don't know if he was held against his will. The video looks very suspect. I don't know. Well, it could be a, a myriad of reasons of why he's a I think it was a Rock Nation brunch. And I know it sounds petty, but I'm going to be honest, 100% honest. But it, they've had that brunch yeah, but this one, looked, this one looked lit, dog. Like, this one was super lit. And I think when you notice that Jim Jones in that mug and you not, you like, oh, maybe I fucked up. Wait, Jim Jones was there? Absolutely. He was there last year, too. Oh, I thought I saw him in a fur coat in New Jersey well, in he the came snowstorm. Back. He came back for the snowstorm yesterday. But, no, he was in. He was at the Grammy. The, the pre-Grammy thing was on Saturday. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. well, how is that possible? Okay. Yep. Okay, so... Just a couple more things that we're going to touch on before we wrap this up. (laughs) Where the homie over here is like, nope, cut. Okay. (sighs) Actually, let's do the Oscars before we do Steve and Monique because they're going to give me a headache. So the Oscars are coming up in a few weeks. Um, A lot of people were very confused about the nominations this year. Felt like there was a lot of snubs. There were um, a little... A little bit unexpected um, nominations. What do you feel like? What surprised you the most when it comes to who was nominated and who was snubbed? Well, I let's talk Black Klansman. I was very oh, yes. happy and surprised that the movie got so many nominations and Spike Lee got Best Director, which I'm praying he wins. Um, so I'm very happy. But the Green Book is also. Mm up for best picture against Black Klansmen. You gotta love a white savior movie. But think about it. 30 years ago when Do the Right Thing Mm -hmm. was up for best picture, Driving Miss Daisy won. Oh my gosh, this is this again. Reverse. Because the white man is driving the black person. Yeah, but it was still a white savior movie. (laughs) Absolutely. It still was. And I love the movie. But I do agree it was a white it was from a white lens. Right. And it goes back to what I said about who runs the show. That's so true. Um and I think Mahersha Ali will win. That's everybody's betting yeah. that he'll He's win. He's won it, every award that's led up yes, to the Oscars. And so it, far. he'll he'll be one of the first people who won Oscars back to back in the same category. Oh yes, yes. It yes. might be the only person, but that was great. Um, I was I. If you saw if Beale Street could talk, did you see that? I have not seen it yet. It's a beautiful movie. I it's a so. little on, on the somber side, but it was shot well, it's beautifully. James Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> thankfully they kind of deviated from the book, the ending okay. of the book, so it's not as tragic. Mm-hmm. But it was the performances were amazing from Coleman Domingo, yes. which Kiki you know Lane. Kiki Lane, who you know she's a have a theater degree and yes. she's from I think Fordham I believe mm-hmm. so um, and uh, Ste- Ste- Stephen James he was yes. amazing and um, Anjanou Ellis I really yes. thought she's from she, New Orleans I really thought she really brought up had a moment that mm-hmm. was up there with um, equivalent to what Octavia did mm-hmm. in uh, what's the movie that I Not love the help. no the one where she had 10 minutes um and Meryl Streep was in it. Shit. 
I love that movie. It was uh, based on a play, Doubt. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I think Anjanou Ellis playing Kiki's mother mm-hmm. and the scene that she's in would would make you, you know, <laughs> you'll have a visceral reaction for her, but she was so definitive in that. She mm-hmm. kind of stole the movie, but she didn't get nominated. So I was a little um, concerned about that. And the fact that... It Wait, Regina St- King, though. Regina King did get the nomination, right, but right. Anjanou Ellis played like her, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, antagonist mm-hmm. um so but i i thought that and i the snub was if bill street could talk didn't get the best picture nomination which i oh, thought they should have okay. okay because this year it's more than five and mm-hmm. you know they could i believe they could go up to eight or ten ten I think. and they you know stopped that what they stopped at. yeah yeah so maybe they didn't want it to get too black too strong because we also have black, black panther, panther yeah which is a long shot but the yeah. fact that they made it they were the first Superhero, superhero movie. Superhero movie. Or, mm-hmm. Is that what we're calling it? That's what they're calling it. <laughs> First superhero movie to get Best Picture nomination. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was a crowning achievement. And I was a little shocked that John David Washington didn't get nominated. Really? Correct. But it's For because... an Oscar? For Black Clansman? Oh, Klansman? he was amazing. He I was saw Black Clansman. I think it was an amazing movie. I actually was shocked that he got well, his main Adam, nomination. Adam Driver got the... <laughs> I don't think he deserved that nomination No, but I'm either. just saying it's like, be equitable. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if you're going to give it to Adam. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. What the hell is going on? For sure. Because, you know, this is Adam's big moment. And then. I don't understand. This was also John David Washington's big moment. I feel like this was way more John's. Moment he was than so, Adam Driver. According to logic, is the, the he would have been have to be nominated for lead, and they already had the the odds stacked up against with you know the the vice guy that oh, always yeah. kicking his family's ass. What's yeah, his yeah. name? Kristen Bale. Christian Bale. So it was already stacked up with a bunch of people. Oh. Um, another movie that I did love was The Favorite. You would love I that. I want to see that. You would so love bad. it. <laughs> you would love it. I can't it. wait. And all three of those ladies should be nominated. Okay. For their work. I want to see Vice, too. Yeah. I'm a political junkie, so I want to see it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, I'm here for Black Panther winning. I do not understand Black... I'm here for for Spike Lee getting that director nomination. I don't feel... I don't know. I was shocked at all the nominations that the movie got, though. I am. Yes. It was a good movie, but I'm like, eh, I yeah. don't know about all these nominations now. Well, I um, think it, it might just be finally time to, you know, they're saying that this signals uh, the change that happened in the Academy, the voting body, thanks to Jada okay. Pinkett Smith. Okay. And what's your other friend name who started the hashtag on social media? Oh, There's some black woman. Who, April. Yes. So I, I, want so my, right. I want my claim to fame to be... We're not friends, but he's being well, funny. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying she's in that black Twitter verse. Yes, yes, you know yes. that all the an people, amazing job, the she fabulous did. Yes. people. So we that's the new that's the new hustle. We gotta be we gotta find. You know, people used to find record labels and find networks like BET back in the days. Now the hustle, the new hustle, uh-huh. and I'm I'm proclaiming this today, is finding hashtags. So my hashtag is luxury so white. <laughs> for all you Gucci wearers or 50 Cent was just burning his Gucci on Instagram. Well, will you burn yours? Um, I'm not burning it, but I actually am selling my Gucci bags. I have like five. So, yeah. So there's no reason to save I them need my for money like back. No, but there's no reason to like save them for like No. 
you know, historical. And I'm not, I had already kind of decided on selling, because I'm kind of over having this big bag collection. I'm just over it. I'd rather get my money back, resell the luxury, and then get a couple of new things, but then invest it more into my business and do other stuff with that money. So I'm not active on social media, so I need your help. I want to be the person that starts the hashtag luxury. So why? Go ahead, do it. Why not? So I need your help. I mean, it is white. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, okay, so they say the green book is going to win. Really? Yes. Best picture? Yes, absolutely. Over like, what's that Roman movie? The Rome movie? Roma. Roma. I think everybody keeps talking about that movie. Netflix. Which, it which could it could be a surprise because years ago, another black and white movie called The Artist won. Oh, yeah. Which nobody really saw. Mm. Um, it, it, But it's between Netflix and Universal, and Universal is yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Book. But um, they're saying that's the favorite, and that's the one that has swept all the categories. Do you feel like the the lead for um, Best Actress is going to be Lady Gaga? No way. No? It'll be Meryl, um, not Meryl, Glenn Close. A lot of people are saying, like, betting on... I love the stars, Mon. I love that I actually cried. There's a scene in the movie where she comes on the stage for the first time and starts singing with him. Do you think it's like best surprised. that Beyonce turned it down? Yeah, I don't know. It was going to be a totally different movie. I'm yeah, sure, her but... and Justin Timberlake, I believe they were was supposed it Justin? to be cast. Oh. Or some Clint Eastwood was involved in it. Yes, and, yes, that's Clint Eastwood. Um, no, it wasn't Russell. It was um, not um, one of not Hugh Jackman. It was either Hugh Jackman or... I definitely wouldn't have wanted to see it with Justin. um, I can say that. What's his name? Hugh Jackman or... I don't know. He's a he's he's somebody who always kicking ass in the movies too. Well, whatever. But yeah, so um, I loved Lady Gaga. She'll get it for song, which I always said even before I saw oh, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she, I think it's she, Glenn Close. Who's the person that wrote year. it? Um, they talked Bradley about Cooper. Bradley, but somebody else too, because they talked about how they handed it to them. They were on the red carpet, and they said once they gave it to them, they kind of changed it up. They didn't see it. The actual writers didn't, or maybe producers, they didn't see it in action until the movie and they mm-hmm. said it was not exactly what they planned but it was so much better oh my god i i i love that movie but it it wasn't um it, it's a really tough year yeah. as far as the actresses are concerned because you have melissa like, mccarthy it's oh, really a tough her. year but i think they'll give it to glenn close because at this point she's seven um nominations no wins to date she's been at this for right. the better part of 30 years maybe even 40 and well black people were shut out of every acting category pretty much i have an issue with that do you yeah yeah, except like Mahershala and Regina, you know that. Okay, I'm sorry. Outside of outside <laughs> the of the characters. supporting characters, and I feel like they're, yeah, I mean, and that might be another a message too that no 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 black people were in the lead. I find that very interesting. Again, if you're gonna ask, if you're gonna have Adam Driver, I don't see why you don't. It doesn't make sense. Like I felt like that was missing. Something was off there. I couldn't mm-hmm. put my finger on it. But um, this is a very lot. It's a lot less black of a um Oscars than that I'm used not that I'm used to. But in the past few years, it seems a lot less black, which is odd because you would think that we're going in one direction, but it feels a lot less black. I'm not sure why. Well, we got actually a few. We got Regina. We got Mahershala. We got Terrence Blanchard. We got the uh, um, the Black Panther. Yeah, um, Black Klansman. The- the Black Panther, um, the diet, the woman from New Orleans. Ruth, yes, yeah. So there's a there's actually a Ruth few groundbreaking Ruth. moments there. So let's just hope for wins. We'll hope. Um, also, but they're saying it's Regina Mahershala 
And um, those are the in Green Book. That those are de- definite winners. You know, those are three black ass situations. Projects, so. <laughs> components, and hopefully Spike Lee. I got my fingers crossed for best director. He deserves it. At the, mm. If we're gonna say, oh, give it to Glenn Close because she's been nominated so many times, give it to Spike Lee then because mm. he's been nominated and lost when he shouldn't have. Um, speaking of movies, just real quick, I am very excited. Y'all, I love horror movies. Like, I love horror is probably my favorite genre next to rom-com, which I know are two competing thoughts, but they are. Um, I love the fact that Jordan Peele is just the new black Stephen King at this point. Love everything about that. So he just, he released the trailer for us a while back. They sent me On Christmas Day. Yes. They sent us the um, promo kit, and it's this pair of... Copper scissors. It's so weird. Gold copper scissors. It's so freaky. And then they released the, you know, the trailer. You could see why the scissors. Um, They've released more trailers. It looks so good. And I'm very excited. Very exciting. The the movie's about a black family, Mm -hmm. upwardly mobile. Um, Lupita's character. And Winston Duke. Right. Winston Duke from the Black Panther. Lupita's character. She's, they're going on vacation to Mm -hmm. summer in the the place, the summer, you know, that's what rich It looks Hamptons-ish. Right. But it was shot in, um, California. Okay. And, um... During their time there, their family encounters another family, right. and it turns out to be their doppelganger. Their alter egos, and, almost, and, maybe. Yeah, Jordan Peele said, um, who wrote and directed this, the same guy who did Get Out and who we know from P- Jordan. Uh, Peele P- and Peele. Peele Peel and Keel, yes. something. Keels or something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was inspired by the Twilight Zone. Yes, yes. And that'll be out in March, late March. Yes. It's going to be premiering at South by Southwest um, early March. I'm going to go to South by Southwest. That's one festival I said I need. It's on my bucket list to go to. They say that's the one to go to. I want to. I love Because I love music and movies, so it's like the perfect mix. And it's more of like the nerdy side of it. It's not like, let's go out and just party. It's like you get to sit down and watch everything. And it's like the cool movies. And I love tech. And no, and an, another horror terror movie that you'll love is Ma. Ma, yes. Octavia Spencer. We just posted the trailer today. Finally getting some fat to chew on. Um, and not being a white savior, <laughs> being the subject the of being a white savior. Right. Yes, finally. Right. Um, and it's like a Kathy Bates misery type of. That's character. what I thought. She mixes up with some young um people, teenagers who want them to. Buy. She wants them. They want her to buy some booze illegally, and she does that. And then she becomes friends with them, where yes. they party at her, at house, her house in the woods, and it turns into a a major horror movie. I'm here because for it. she's a stalker, and then she has a history with their parents. Mm-hmm. I think she went to high school with them, mm-hmm. so it'll be good to see Octavia in this light because Child. you know she's an amazing actress and she's been out there for so long, and it's not a a, a position of servitude that she's in. Thank and she's God. also executive producing Green Book, so she's <sighs> yeah. a winner in my book all around. She's having a good season. All right, Octavia, I guess. She means well. Yeah, and that comes out in May. It's called Ma. Ma. And we have the trailer up on the YBF.com. It looks great. Um, and then lastly, oh, real quick. I really am sad about Christoph St. John. Like, seriously. Okay, so I've watched Young and the Restless since I was like five. Ever since my grandmother, I used to go to my grandmother's, my great-grandmother's um house whenever you know before you kind of start school school and your parents are working 
you go stay with your grandmother, your great grandparents. So that was one of the things that me and my great grandmother did when I was like four or five years old before I started school school. And I have all to this day, I've always watched it, not necessarily in real time. I record it every day and watch. It's just something I fall asleep to. It's just something that's safe to me. Every single day of my life, even through college. They were the original reality shows. Exactly. I mean, it's to me, it's like, I feel like Young and the Restless, honestly, can compete with a lot of the primetime shows. Like, it's just a good, it's not super soapy. It's a good drama show. Well, it's just right, good. And- yes. And I don't know why it feels so different, but I always have watched All My Children and One Life to Live and all that. But... This is something that has stuck with me since I was five years old. And so it feels like, and Neil's been on it since I was five years old, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So Neil it's, Winters. It's kind of weird that it feels like your family member died, you know? Yes. So um, Chris, Christoph St. John has had his son, um, his teenage son, and had, you know, issues and um, emotional and mental issues. And um, he ended up committing suicide. And that was some years ago. Um, and that's something I hate when people say he never got over it. That's never a parent is never going to get over that. I don't think he's even been able to manage it because I don't think it's a manageable thing to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Who, who it's not natural to bear your own child. So I don't think anybody is, you know, nobody is just like, Oh, how come he did this to himself? It's something that lately I have, when it comes to suicide, it's something that lately I have, paid a little bit more attention to because I'm trying to understand what drives one person to that where another person who could be going through the exact same thing doesn't get driven to that. What are the differences and how do we prevent what causes this? What causes that? Sometimes things just aren't explainable. And sometimes people feel how they feel and they literally can't get out of it, not just for mental reasons, but also chemical imbalances and also just environment and nurture and nature and, and everything. And you a know, you don't want to be a burden to someone else. That's, so you just want to. So when we say, oh, it's out. selfish to commit suicide, I've always said that all of my mm-hmm. life. It's a selfish thing to do. I watched, um, and before we get to. Christoph's, um, you know, his his death. Um, I watched right before. It's so weird. I was in bed with the flu, and I want to say a day before this, um, I had just taken the day. I was like, I'm gonna take one day off just to like maybe I can bounce back. I didn't know it was a flu yet. I sat in bed and just watched Netflix all day. It was a, a movie called I Smile Back, and it stars um, uh, Sarah Silverman. I was just watching everything, so I didn't even. I never even heard of this movie. One of the best movies I've ever seen. I'm not sure why I didn't get more praise. I'm not sure why people never talked about this movie. This movie, oh, actually, I think it's on Amazon Prime, not not Netflix. Yeah, I had no idea. I don't it think I've is, ever seen a Sarah Silverman movie. Oh, my gosh. This movie had me just, I was on some meds, so maybe it just hit me more than it should have. <laughs> but lo- it was so imp- it was so powerful, and that was the first time in my life I felt like I understood the reasoning why someone wants to end their life and why someone feels compelled to end their life. It hit me some kind of, I was like, damn, there is literally nothing you can do. You cannot do any, I don't care if you're their husband, wife, mother, child. It has nothing to do with how much love they're receiving from those people or even how much they love those people. She was a mother, a wife, and she had two children that she loved more than anything. And even life is a long time. So even if you feel better, you know, this year, that lasts for another year, another year, another year, you learn how to manage your everything, a lot of da da da. 
it only you can only do so much sometimes mm. and sometimes you cannot pull yourself out of whatever has caused and it's usually more than one thing has caused you to have this feeling this this feeling this void that you can't feel or feel or there's something that you can't rectify and and balance in yourself I never understood what that quote unquote dark place was that these people talk about that they're in. I saw it. That movie, I'm shocked that they showed the things that they showed. Mm. But I was like, now I get it. And I I don't want to say I even feel sorry for a person because that's not what they want either. They feel like it's actually a very selfless act mm-hmm. to take themselves to end their life Absolutely. because they don't want to be a burden and because they don't know how to get better. They don't know. Even if, just imagine. If you have, even if you have a cold or the flu, these are things that are viruses, so they don't just go away at the snap of the finger. There's literally nothing you can take to make it go away. You can lessen the symptoms, but it does not go away in a day or two. It takes time. Imagine if there was literally nothing that you could do to make your hurt and your pain that you feel go away. Nothing. She's done rehab twice. She has a beautiful family, they have money, they have a great life, you still can't bring yourself to get out of this dark place. Do you know how frustrating and how depressing that is when you've done everything you can and you just feel like you're just now a letdown because nothing's working? I was like, wow, I couldn't even imagine. I hate when things don't go right in two hours. Mm. I couldn't imagine having to live with myself and not feeling like I'm accomplishing anything, like things aren't getting rectified no matter what I do. I get it now. And it sucks because I don't think that there's there's no one answer. Right. It's just not. Oh, I'm glad you watched that. I did. And so when the the thing with Christophe um, St. John, his death happened the day after that. And I was still in bed. Like, really, this by this time I knew I had the flu, I went to the doctor and they tested it. In one minute, she was like, you're positive. It's the flu. So I couldn't do anything but lay down. And then Jamisha sends me the text. She's like, oh, my gosh. Christophe St. John died. I'm like, what? I'm just in tears because I'm like, I knew it. Sometimes you cannot pull yourself out of that, even if you pulled yourself out of that place for a year. Well, he had an incident a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. he was brandishing a gun mm-hmm. and they had the, you know, that yeah, he was threatening, he was threatening to kill suicide himself. then. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he, and didn't he has go been out to, with a gun. He's been to rehab. He's done all that. Uh, they think it was drinking. Well, yes, uh, alcohol overdose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which. I know a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and not it's not a laughing matter, but I've never known anybody <laughs> to drink that much alcohol. <laughs> oh, people have died of alcohol poisoning. That's not that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. It can definitely happen. But what do you feel about cuz you've watched as long as I have? How do you feel about him? I love him. Um he I watched him in Vivica Fox on Generations. Yes. So that's what um, my grandmother was. It's like your story is similar. I was introduced because my mother was the all my children and one life to live girl. But uh-huh. my grandmother, when she came to live with us, she was into young and harassed. She called it young and harassless. <laughs> She's from Orangeburg, South Carolina. And um, the bold and the beautiful. Mm-hmm. So when I was home... Um, I was watching it with her, and then we had a VHS, mm-hmm. so a VC, a VHS, 
and I started taping them as teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I will watch them. So now we have DVR. So I've seen Neil Winters, the character, go through so So many incarnations in the. um, But one thing they never got right was. They tried to keep him in an interracial dynamic, and it never, like, it never really gelled. Nobody which, was better than Drusilla Winters. Right. Honey. But, you know, they tried to get him into interracial, you know, but I don't think CB, I don't think Young and the Restless is really there yet, mm-hmm. even if we're in 2019. But it's a tremendous loss. Um, he's been on since 1991. But um, I hope they honor him. I think the character should die. I, th- I think he they they don't they shouldn't replace him with another. Kind actor. of like with um Catherine Catherine's um character when she died. well she actually did die. Yes, absolutely. And they shouldn't replace just correct in the character because Bold, Bold and the Beautiful made a mistake with the Sally Spectre character because people think she's still living and that woman's been dead for mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. The original actress. So um yeah, and hopefully this will be. Maybe Drusilla will show up to the funeral. Oh wow! And we all know what the Victoria Victoria Rowell situation that she had <laughs> <laughs> over the last several years when it comes to Young and the Restless and the racism and stuff like that. I think that he is Christoph St. John is a legend in acting, a legend in the entertainment world. There are not many black people that have been on television as long as him. So I think that that's something that we should respect, something that we should always salute and. He's always been a fine man. Yeah, I, always I actually been... interviewed him a couple of years ago because he was peddling oh, wow. a movie. Um, his father did it was a spiritual movie. This is before his son passed, mm-hmm. and um, he I think he ranks as the one of I think the black man who's been on television consistently the most. Love it. It makes sense. I'll pull it up for you, but yeah, he's a legend in his and own. And he right. looks still. I mean, he's still so young. He was what fifty. Yeah. I mean, imagine that, you know? So I think that he's an amazing person to still, like, even, um, what's his name? Um, He played Lil Richie on Family Matters, and now he's Devon Hamilton. Oh, Brighton. Brighton Brighton McClure. He even said that this is the reason why he's on this show is because of Christoph St. John. He plays his father on Young and the Restless, or played his father on Young and the Restless. And I think that I love when actors look and see and respect the elders in the business who are still young enough to still relate, still kick it with, still chill with, but also have so much knowledge to give. And so many people, everybody on that set respects the hell out of him. Um, And I think that that's just an amazing thing. I love seeing black excellence just be respected even after they're gone. So yes, yes. Oh yes. Um, Last thing. Real quick. We're going to play a quick, um, snippet from this foolishness that is Steve Harvey and Monique's sit down on his show child. Okay, we're just going to play the first clip just to even prep the foolishness that happened. I want you to understand about this whole thing. Yes. As we try to come through this, because what I want really is for you to come through, because I know who you really are. And so what I, what I want you to do is come through this with a different way. Because you, Monique, you my girl. I love you like a sister. I hate what's happening to you. I hate what they're saying that's not true. I want them to know that you are caring, that you are a great mother, that you are incredible talent. I don't like the fact that you've been blackballed. You can be unblackballed. You too talented to have to worry about all this, where the next one coming from. I want this to end for you. Well, listen, I want it to end for you, Monique, because I love you. 
because these people are doing it the wrong way, and you better than that. You are better than that. I probably should have called you as soon as, but I didn't. I got a lot of stuff going on, I so I didn't. When I did call you, I listened to you. But I began telling you at the very beginning, I think we're going about this the wrong way. Now, we keep saying stuff in the interim that keeps just making it worse. Hollywood know you talented. But it's making it worse for who? It's making it worse. For who? Okay, if you think it's cool, then it's cool. That's what I'm saying. But it's not cool, Mo. It's not cool. For who? The fact that we sitting here arguing like this. We're not arguing. Okay, we're We're, discussing. you You and your sister? We having a conversation that mommy and daddy ain't right. here right now, cool. and I'm getting ready to punch you in your mouth. No. That's the conversation. Bam, bam. Right. I think what happens, though, is... <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Woo! Child Monique is on one, and I kind of love it. Um, okay, so back backstory. We all know Monique and has quote-unquote, been blackballed from the industry because of things that happened during her Oscar run. Yes, but she has worked since then. Yes. Has not got nominated for an Emmy Award for an HBO project Mm -hmm. that actually won an Emmy called Bessie. Mm -hmm. This was Mm post-Oscar. So that's a misnomer for everybody who keeps saying that she hasn't worked. She's done Blackbird, an independent movie that was excellent by Patrick Ian Polk. That's, you know, you should check it out. Um, She's done She's worked, but she has. Um, she had some issues when it came to how she was going to promote the Oscar film Precious. And we all know all that. We're not going to rehash all that. She feels one way. Producers, directors, and people Naysayers. that are, you know, people that are who they are, powers that be, feel another way. And it is what it is. I personally believe that two things can be true at one time. And that doesn't mean that one person has to be wrong. I don't think she's wrong. I don't think there's anything for her to apologize for. How she does and says what she wants to say, you can get mad about a lot of it. I think Monique is being Monique. I understand. Her authentic self. She's just being herself. Just like Cardi B. Very much so. (laughs) And I think that people just don't like the fact that she's... Saying it how system. she's saying it, and she's bringing up things that a lot of people think. Kevin Hardy has even brought this up before when it comes Don't to mention how Kevin you promote, whenever <laughs> it comes me. to how to promote. He said he would not promote anything on his Instagram or social media unless you paid him to do it. So I don't think that she's wrong in feeling how she felt about how and when and what she would promote without it being directly said in her contract. Um, I think that, it, it, like Steve said, there are... It, I don't know if it's wrong what's happening per se right now. I do think a lot of people are not as on her side as they should be, but I understand why they're not. Does that mm. make sense? So why, why are they not? Because people don't like to buck the system. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. That's why I said there's no right or wrong answer here. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes about, a lot of these people wouldn't have the jobs they had if they did buck the system. So it is what it is. If That's this is what the Steve way, said. He said there's, uh, when we always say this, there's also there's always a price to pay always. when you're being too honest always. and too real. So it depends on you. If you want to go that route, and you want to buck the system and say what you're going to say and make it to how, wherever you're trying to make it to, even while doing what you're doing, please do that. But there's other people that feel like they're not going to do that because they don't want to make create more obstacles that are already naturally there, mm-hmm. them just being a black person in this business. So they choose to play the game for the most part. Mm-hmm. They buck when they need to or when it's safe to. And that it, I don't feel like either of them need to tell each other that you're wrong because neither are t- technically wrong. Right. Well, I I think um, 
Steve came from a, a place where he said he was her brother. And at the end of the day, I, I said this to someone today, Steve Harvey is the turnaround king. Mm-hmm. You know, after that whole Mary um, Harvey thing, mm. his career was like in shambles. He lost a deal with Oprah behind that. Um, you know, he was supposed to originally do Oprah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I mean, be produced by Oprah. Um, and after that, he became a best-selling author. Everything started really going his way, and now he's gracing covers of magazines, and they're saying he's worth a hundred million dollars. Not bad. John Marjorie about to use all that money. She's about to use ninety-nine point <laughs> nine million. Not not bad for somebody who was sleeping in his car, you know, before he got on the comedy circuit. But he was coming from a place where he was trying to um, get Monique to acquiesce mm-hmm. to, um, you know. Which to me is all phantom because I don't think Oprah's thinking about Monique. I don't think Lee Daniels is thinking about Monique. And I damn sure don't think Tyler Perry's thinking about Monique. But Steve was saying to her that he wanted her to apologize to them because, as you remember, she was on the she was at the Apollo and mm-hmm. some blogger um, illegally recorded right. her stand up routine saying to, that she wanted them to suck her dick, right. you know. And apparently, Steve is bringing this back up. And someone was saying to me, me, oh, she's on a tour. You know, last year it was Charlemagne the God, and she was, you know, it's the same thing over Leonard. and over again. And I said, no, this time she has a job and she's there to promote it on daytime television on the Steve Harvey show. And mm-hmm. Steve is the one that's bringing up Oprah and Tyler and Lee Daniels because, you know, her new gig is at the SLS Hotel. You know, she's being a, a groundbreaking as a black woman in mm-hmm. Vegas. So I, I, I don't know. I think Monique, um, I, I did champion her. And, you know, I have been wrong about things. <laughs> I was wrong about Cosby, apparently. So <laughs> that's another talk show topic. But um, I, I, I understand where Monique is coming from. And I, 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 I'm happy for her. You know, right. I'm happy that she is still working because she a lot very of people think that you know this Oscar winning an Oscar is supposed to be this, you know, used to ride off in the sunset. But there's a lot of actors who won Oscars who have failed and their careers have become mm-hmm. in shambles, mm-hmm. um, white and black. Mm-hmm. So it's not guaranteed continuous success. Do you feel like she's going to be successful? Period. Point blank. No matter what. I think she could turn it around if Steve Harvey could turn it around Monique can but turn it around. what is there to turn around? Because she has she has her, we were just talking about this she has a radio show with her with her um, husband and they do it on their own platform on different social media she has a residency I'm sure she's going to get booked in some movies what does she need to turn around? Well I, I think as far as I'm not a fan of the husband manager thing just child. because history from Nina Simone to Aretha Franklin to Mary J. Blige you know and Gladys Knight you know that has never really Boded well for the the people. Wendy who, Williams. <laughs> well, so I, I'm I'm not a fan of that. I do think that she just needs the right people who are not necessarily yes people, and she can become because she's quite a talent. And that's what Steve said. And you know, the, he she said nobody can deny your talent, but right. he just seemed like he wanted her to be more kowtowing like, which uh-huh. I don't co-sign at all. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to do things, and you know. I think there is a, a middle ground. Well, let's play the second clip, and then we're wrapping this up. To disagree without being upset. 
And that's the thing. I disagree with my brother. I'm not upset with you. I love you. I disagree with the way Oprah, Lee, and Tyler did it. Cool. But I love that. I'll give you that. Now, guess what we need to do need? to move forward and fix this? Come on. These people owe you an apology. You owe those people an apology. Yeah. <laughs> then we can move forward. Yeah. Mo, listen to me. You are valuable to us all. You are valuable to Tyler Perry. You are valuable to Oprah, to Lee Daniels. We can't do this without talent. See, me and you, we talent. They can't do this without us. You take us out of Hollywood, they have to close some doors around here. It is not the same without us. Yes. You are too valuable. I don't want to lose your gift to the world. You won't. Because we trying to prove a point when we can prove the point by doing it in a more loving way. That's all I, I want, Mo. I absolutely agree with you. 100%. The only way I know how to do it is loving. Okay. Because that's all that's in my heart. Okay. Now, when I say it, you may not like how I say it. That's, but see, if it's in your heart, yes. love sound like love. Yes. Yes. See, that's what. So, yes. so if it don't sound like it when you say it, see? that's cause it ain't. So. All right, girl. All right, girl. <laughs> girl, do you. Steve, leave her alone. Like, let people just do them. Right. Live and let live. I'm saying if Cardi B, could, we're in a different time. So the the Monique's talent is undeniable. Again, you know, that whole she's getting, she's never going to work again after the Oscar flap. She did work again. So it's just all about opportunities. And I think now there's just more opportunities. Right. You know, a lot of racist and sexist, and mm -hmm. they're getting thrown out of these places, mm -hmm. these, the old guard, you know. So now it's a new guard. It's a reckoning yes. all around in corporations. So somebody will take a chance on her and, you know. Should she go visit Bill Cosby in jail? <laughs> Should she go do a stand-up show with Bill Cosby? Since no, Bill I Cosby, want you to. <laughs> since Bill Cosby says he claims that he's having the best time ever. That's sickness right there. And Why is that man even talking? Oh, he also is trying to have patience. He's trying to see patience in the jail. Because he's a doctor <laughs> in his head. Yes, it's insanity. Y'all, Bill Cosby, his lawyer, just talked to the media today and gave a statement from Bill. And it's just, it's the most insane thing. It's so insane. He said that his cell feels like where Nelson Mandela and Malcolm X and MLK and all these people also <laughs> spent time. Sir, let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Anything goes. This is the era we live in. Anything goes. I want Monique to go do a stand-up show with him in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I can't Bill Cosby. I cannot. Oh, by the way, Camille ain't went to go visit him yet. But would you? I don't understand why she was still dealing with him at all. Well... She runs the show. But if so. you was going to deal with him in court, you might as well go deal with him in the doggone jail. I think there's some money to be made there. So don't 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 count her out. Well, she ain't went to go visit that man. <laughs> Somebody else. I think it was, uh, what's the name? Um, Cheryl on the talk. She said, but did she put money on his books? <laughs> oh, no, Cheryl. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So that's all we have, guys. I mean, it's not really all we have, but we're literally going to get run up out of here. 
so much to discuss. Okay, so on the YBF.com, you can find everything else, especially the Justine Sky situation that I could not get to. But we're also running an interview Who? very soon. Stop it. I don't know her. Stop. Oh, my God. Justine and her domestic violence situation is going to be on the YBF.com as well. Um, and, yeah, Jesse Smollett um, updates. He's going to be on Good Morning America for his first interview tomorrow. It looks a little dramatic. Um, and, yeah. We'll be talking all about it at the YBF.com. Also, the YBF underscore daily. Is that our Instagram? so <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Okay, yes. The YBF underscore daily on Instagram and at the YBF on Twitter. Follow us there. And that's what we'll be talking our shit. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, Karoo, for being here. Yes. Thank you. You're so smart. Yes. Let's go eat. I have a headache. Okay, thank y'all so much. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.